Hello there, my friend. Welcome back to another episode of the Buy Back Your Life show. My name is Andrew Ferguson. I will be your host through this episode. Today, we're talking about the five money management styles. Which one are you? Which one are you trying to get to? Maybe you've had some progress in your life. Maybe you're just starting from zero. That's okay. All comers are welcome to this episode of the podcast. We are going to dive into it right now. Let's do it. Full disclosure, this is coming to you from me but I'm just the conduit. I'm just uh, kind of regurgitating a little bit of what I learned from the great Ramit Sethi. If you have not checked out his book, I will teach you to be rich. It is a great read. I will put the link in the show notes below. You can pick that up on Amazon uh, for a small fee or probably definitely get it at your local library if you want to do it that way. Uh, but he, he runs a kind of money management system and school. He's got a great book. He's got just a lot of actual, very, very real and relatable kind of teachings and lessons on money management, how you can actually afford to create a rich life for yourself as an average person, not making a huge, crazy salary or doing any kind of crazy investments is very easy. His system is very, very passive. And it is a great way to get started, especially as a newer investor or someone who's trying to get in control of your money for the first time. So his, he has an email list as well. And I'll, I'll put the link to that. It's just, uh, if you go to his website, I will teach you to be rich. Com. You can sign up for his weekly emails or daily emails there. And he has a lot of good stuff in those emails. And I sift through them time to time. And this time I want, I found something good that I want to kind of share you that I thought was funny and just, I, it's relatable to me as well. So I wanted to share some stories around it and give you guys the goods on kind of the five different kind of ways people manage their money. And I've seen this as well in my life and people that I talk to, and it's, I'm interested to see or hear, or maybe you guys just want to do it yourself, where you fall into these and just see which one are you. And which one makes the most sense for kind of your situation right now and how you can maybe go from one of them to the next if you want to kind of make a change and upgrade your, your money game. So number one, there's there's five of them, right? And this is number one. And Ramit describes it as the ostriches of the room. And if you are an ostrich about your money management, well, you're basically just saying, I don't care. It doesn't matter. I'm not worrying about it right now. And you're, what, what ostriches do a lot of the times the, the old adage is that they put their head in the sand and they just bury their heads. And if you're going to do this with your money, you're going to have no clue where it's going. You're going to have a question mark at the end of the month when you have bills to pay like, oh, I thought I'd have money for that. Oh, where did this kind of expense go? Oh, why did I spend so much doing this? This is what kind of people with the ostrich kind of syndrome do. They, they would rather kind of avoid or not think about it and not worry about debt or not worry about bills or not worry about savings or that just they'll do it later. They push it down the road or they don't think of it at all or don't give it enough kind of time or credit and this is not where you want to live. This is not a good place to be. Uh, listen, I know that from experience, anytime I have an issue with where I am financially and I just kind of, it's, it's eating away at me, it's because I'm not taking enough action. I'm not managing that, that issue properly. If I'm just delaying, 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 the best thing you can do is just open up the spreadsheet, open up the envelope, just figure it out and figure out a way to make it work. And then once you're kind of through that, and you've stopped being an ostrich, you took your head out of the sand, you will feel better about it and you will kind of get through it. But what I don't want you to do is just kind of do that at the end of each month, you want to start building habits about how to do this properly and how to set some money aside to kind of have it at the end of the month ready for you to pay bills and do that kind of stuff instead of just kind of hoping it's going to be there uh, at the end of the month and just looking at and facing it every single month. That's not a good way to do it. Don't be an ostrich. You want to be one of the other four uh, on this list, but there's one that I subscribe to as well. And so does Ramit. So number two is that you are a, a nerd. Basically you are a spreadsheet nerd and all you want to do is just track every single dollar, every single cent. And if you're tracking down to like the, the actual like pennies that you're, that you're bringing in, 
good on you. Like you're doing something that's, that's good. You're going to be, you're going to know where your money's going. But for my experience, I tried to do that for a little bit and have like a zero base budget. It doesn't really work any better for me versus doing it kind of automatically and having a close to zero base budget and just kind of having a, a more broader idea of where my money's going. So you're not, if you're going to do it down to the penny, like, I mean, uh, great, great. Like I'm so happy you're doing something, but honestly, if you're spending hours and hours doing this, you're missing on other parts of life, in my opinion, that you could be spending more time in. And if you're going to do that and have a kind of that level of detail, why not hire a bookkeeper for 50 bucks an hour and just have them do it. And they do it for a couple of hours and you get those, you get those hours back in your life, you know, put budget into your, into your spreadsheet and just have that person do it for you. That way you can enjoy life a little bit more. And it, it's not all about kind of making sure everything goes exactly where it has to go all the time. You need to also enjoy life. That's the big thing for me. I'm working, I'm making money, I'm investing money. I'm doing this for a purpose so that I can enjoy more of my life and do things that actually bring me value. Filling with a spreadsheet, I enjoy but not more than spending time with my wife or spending time with my friends or going to a dinner with my family. Any of those things or going to a cottage or, or watching a pro or pro sports game or any, any other kind of number of things that I'd rather do than fill in the spreadsheet with a budget and my, my, my expenses. So think about that. If you're in this kind of style as you're a spreadsheet nerd, that's great. You have, you have your system, but I just, I would encourage you to kind of let up a little bit and just give it a little bit of room to breathe. Let yourself breathe a lot. Like if you have, some big audacious goals start like just with a general plan. Don't worry about every single penny and kind of create a little bit of chaos within your own life because you need to kind of work a little bit harder and kind of not worry about everything in like such minute details uh, in order to kind of experience life and experience some other great things that this life has to offer. If you're kind of put your head in the computer and just tracking everything all hours of the day. So that's number two. Number three is what uh, this is what Ramit refers to as the tool hoppers. And I, I kind of have another name for this, which is called the shiny object syndrome. Whereas you think, oh, if you have an app on your phone that manages your money for you, like uh, maybe uh, you've heard of the one called Mint or uh, Personal Capital in the States is a big one. So it's those those, those things are great, but the, 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 the tool hopper is the person who has who tries one, it doesn't work. So they go and try a different one, it doesn't work. And instead of actually kind of doubling down on the actual first app or the first way of doing it, they're just looking for another kind of different kind of tool that's kind of the next best thing that's going to kind of just help their productivity and, and nothing ever gets done. So they just they just keep kind of churning through these apps and churning through these kind of systems without actually committing to one and committing to make it work. And you don't get anywhere. You just you're just wasting your time trying out all these different things and just inputting all these different things and not actually making any progress because you're not going in all in one. And I'm guilty of this myself, not with not with like investing in, in money, but with my content creation, I've tried things, especially at the beginning, I started with a blog and then I started with a, a really, really bad YouTube channel. And then I started with uh, selling courses and I started with something else and I kind of hopped all over the place. Now I'm kind of in a sweet spot with uh, with YouTube and a podcast and I feel really good about it because I, I'm i just going all on these two things and I will suck at the beginning. I, I might still suck now. You can tell me as a listener, but uh, eventually I will get better at it and I will kind of hone my skills and become a better speaker, a better uh, video on screen presence and just get better at it over time. But it doesn't happen if you keep kind of flipping around to every little thing and just trying to do different things all the time. You have to kind of commit to one and look for the one that fits you best start and start from that. And if it doesn't work, work through it. Don't give up right away. Some things take time to build. And I'll tell you for free that I don't have any any apps for, for kind of money management on my phone. I, I have all my banking apps 
that I need to kind of move money around, but I don't have any kind of budgeting apps on my phone. I have, I have one spreadsheet that I use uh, a couple of times a month that I just kind of track things and just see where we're at. If I'm getting a little bump in, in work kind of compensation, I'll just kind of put it in and just see how the kind of filters out work and look to add to savings or kind of budget for that dollar. But I don't have apps on my phone to manage all my money. I don't, I don't believe in that. I don't do that. I don't need to see every single transaction being swiped through. I don't need notifications for my credit card being used. All that stuff doesn't matter because I know where the majority of my money is going and I'll get to the kind of style that I am. Uh, there's a couple more here, but if you're a tool hopper, try to go all in, try to figure out one. If you're going to use the tools, you use one and just stick with it and try to make it work instead of kind of going on next one, next one, next one, and just getting blinded by the kind of shiny object syndrome and just different features that you don't actually need. You just need to kind of nail down and just do, do one and just stick with it and be, be consistent with it. That's all. Number four, you are the free spirit. And this is kind of saying, oh, it's not as bad as, it's not as bad as like the ostrich where you're, you're putting your head in the sand. You're not even looking at it. It's mostly just you're living off of credit is kind of the, the, the mindset here. You're looking by credit cards, lines of credits. You're not tracking anything. You're just kind of racking up debt and you have an idea of where that's going. Maybe you pay some of it off. Maybe you don't. And what this usually leads to is that you're going to overspend like crazy. And you're going to have like that month where you spent, oh, I spent 10 times more on eating out than I thought I was going to, or I spent twice as much for this vacation than I planned on. And like, this also kind of leads you to paying more for debt and having potentially a worse credit score and then not having anything safe for retirement or for anything bigger in life that you want to have, or like buying a house, like where the down payment going to come from. That may not be a reality for you because of all the spending. So it's cool to be a free spirit in the sense that you can enjoy life and enjoy experiences. And that's, that's great. That's amazing. But you don't want to have that mindset, or at least for me, like what I've seen work is that when I get like that, I still do sometimes I get kind of get these in these moves where I want to go and buy a couple pairs of track pants and buy a sweater and go buy some headphones or go on a trip with some friends. And I just have to rein myself in and like say, Hey, what is my actual kind of my, my all-time goal? Are these things going to get me towards it? No. What am I doing them for? Let's take a step back and actually figure out what matters and focus a little bit more on what matters and how I can actually figure out ways in the best case scenario to figure out ways to buy assets or buy income that can then pay for these luxuries in life that I actually want. So if you can figure out a way to do that while kind of embracing this free spirit kind of mindset, but having it more automated, you're setting yourself up for more success than just kind of living off your credit card and just not worrying about the, uh, the consequences because you're going to get bailed out by paying it off at the end of the month and just having a little bit left over for stuff that you want to do and not, not, not worrying about your savings as much. So what brings us to number five is like the best kind of the sweet spot that I, that I trying to get in and always trying to be a part of is just automating. If you can automate it and make it robotic and just put it on autopilot, it's so easy to save money. It's, it's crazy. Like when you do this, you save time, you save effort, you reduce stress, you save more money. You can pay your bills right away when they come in or at the due date. And this allows you to build a life that you want to live because you're going to have more money to be able to do things you want to do. You're going to have more time to do them because you're going to hopefully retire early, earlier or on your own terms, whatever they may be. And how you do this, is it's, it's so simple. You go into your bank account and you just say, okay, when my, when my work, work check comes in and I get paid, whichever, maybe it's twice a month, maybe it's every other week, maybe it's weekly, whatever it is, whenever you get paid, you just automatically set up a transaction that takes X percentage off of your check 
and puts it in a different account. And it's important that you get it out of that same account because if it's in that account, that, that main account, wherever you have a checking account, wherever it is, you want to get it out of there because then it's gone and you're going to not be able to live off that. You want to take that and put it somewhere else where you can't access right away. That is like your savings, your investing, whatever account that is, what it's labeled for, it's gone. That way you live off of less, but you're, you're, you're sacrificing a little bit now to have a great future. Okay. You still have it. You can still make it work. I guarantee you'll make it work with your current kind of income. You take that 20, 30, 10, even 10, like 10, 20, 30. I try to save about 25, 30% of my income at all times and put that away. Um, but if you can't do that, try, try 10 at, at the minimum, just try to take 10% and put it away. The more, the better, obviously, like the more you can save and automate, the quicker you can retire, the quicker you can live life on your terms, actually, because you're just, you're just buying back years of your time in your life by putting money away and investing it. So when you can take that initial amount from your paycheck and throw it in a different account and live off of less, then you can also spend money guilt-free. You can go to that movie with your friends and not worry about it because it's not taking out of your actual savings or investment account. It's coming out of your like leftover account and you've budgeted for that. That's fine. So just go in again, go into your bank account, set up an automatic recurring transaction so that every time you get paid the day after that money's gone. And then that way at the end of the month, you're going to have your investment account paid off. You can automate your bills so that they're paid. You're going to know exactly how much you kind of have left over and you can still have a budget, like an, like an idea of a budget. And this way, you know that you're getting X dollars into your savings, X dollars are going to bills, X dollars are going to free, kind of free money for you to use. X money is going to the mortgage, to transportation, to gas, to repairs, whatever it may be. And if you have to set up one or two extra accounts just to get money to different things that you're having trouble saving for, try to build out a different account for a couple kind of big kind of uh, comprehensive kind of areas, maybe rainy days one, maybe... Uh, retirements one, maybe the investments was one, and then maybe kind of day-to-day spending, it all stays in that big account uh, that you use kind of day in, day out. You can use that for your expenses. So if you do that, you can you can get it to the point where you're only going to spend like a couple hours every month and even maybe less than that, depending on how much you automate. But when you do automate and make it robotic, you, you, there's just so many benefits to it and it's so much easier and you have so much more time to do other things now and in the future. So if you're going to pick a style, I would recommend style five which is automate your money, automate your investing, automate your savings. But also when you're doing that, don't just be so robotic in that you have to spend or budget it that you're going to do things exactly the same way every month. Things do come up. Okay. There's unexpected expenses. Hopefully you have a little bit of cash in your rainy day fund for that. And worst case scenario or worst case Ontario, if you watch Trailer Park Boys, if you do have a large unexpected expense, it's always better to pay interest if you have to pay interest on it on a line of credit versus a credit card. So with that being said, hopefully we don't spend more than we make. Hopefully you listen to this and you can actually kind of stockpile some cash to, to pay for those bigger expenses. But if you have to use a credit card, try to use a line of credit first and just pay a little bit less interest versus a 20, 22% interest rate lens credit or anywhere from four to 8%, maybe 10%. So try to pay interest a little bit as you can. And that way you kind of limit those expenses as well when they do come up and then just keep putting more money towards paying them off as quickly as you can through your automated savings, switch your kind of savings to paying off the debt and do it that way. So I hope you guys got some value to this. I would love to know which kind of style you think yourself as I, like I said, I, start, I probably started out as an ostrich until uh, the time I was about 20, 20 maybe. And then I kind of had an idea of what's going on in school. And I saw how much my parents had to pay for me to go to school. I was like, Oh shit. 
this is actually damn expensive. So I need to kind of help out with this and just figure out a way to make money for myself and actually keep it. So I kind of went to, I went to style number two, which is a, a nerd. And I went spreadsheet crazy in, in my university, late university years. It was tracking everything. And then once I actually graduated, I became more of a combo free spirit kind of automator. And now I'd say I'm more of an automator than anything. I just have everything kind of linked up and it's, it's, it's automatic. It goes in one, one area and out the next. And I just know how much I'm going to have kind of roughly to spend every month. As long as I'm doing that, things are good. Life is good. And it's, and it's easy. So take control of your money. If you want to check out more from myself, check out tradingoptionsdaily.com, or you can check me out on Facebook or Instagram as well and Twitter. And if you want to check out some more stuff from Ramit Sethi himself, the, the man, the myth, the legend, again, go to www.iwillteachyoutoberich.com. You can sign up for his email newsletter there as well. If you haven't signed up for my newsletter, do that as well as on my website. But this is a good one to get as well if you want to just kind of get some money management tips in your inbox every couple of days. He is a great uh, money master. So check him out as well. And I hope you guys got some value today. I will catch you guys on the next one. Peace.